Thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms and on the YouTube channel, The Subtext. Hello and welcome to the Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name's Dan and I'm joined by... I'm Lawrence. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome indeed. So... Welcome to this special Christmas episode. We will try to make it as festive as possible for all you listeners listening at Christmas. Christmas lovers. Yeah. So, how are you today? Yeah, I'm good. It's, well, this episode will be releasing on Christmas Eve. However, on time of recording, it is not Christmas Eve, unfortunately. But yeah, I'm good. Last day of work tomorrow until the new year, which I'm really looking forward to having a break been quite busy but yeah i'm fine how are you yeah i'm good i've got a couple more days um but yeah it just makes it easier knowing that you get a nice break to recharge and just uh have some time off so i'm looking forward to that too yeah what are your plans for christmas uh not much really um obviously our dear leader has pretty much cancelled christmas for a lot of people luckily I'm not in tier four, I'm in tier two, so I'm going to be spending Christmas, going to go and visit my mum, she's only down the road, um, have a nice socially distanced Christmas, and then just probably relax, have a few drinks, and watch some rubbish. What about you? So yeah, usually I'd, uh, so originally I'm from the south, but I live in the north, so usually I'd go back down south to visit my parents, but this year... Um, myself and my girlfriend are going to be celebrating up here. Um, it's the first Christmas we've spent together on Christmas Day, apart from one Christmas Day in Vietnam, which, as you can imagine, <laughs> wasn't very Christmassy. So we're, so we're looking forward to it. To celebrate Christmas, we are going to be covering a very big Mario game, a game that released on the Wii in 2007 in November. And it's so out it of this big... world. It is out of this world. It is. Um, it's the big. It was the big um, Christmas release for the Wii in two thousand and seven, and it was a much anticipated game, Super Mario Galaxy, which is number five on the Metacritic Top One Hundred list with a score of ninety seven out of one hundred, aggregate score from the critics. Do you have any history with this game? Anyone that's listened to a fair few of our episodes, particularly with Nintendo games, know that I don't have much of a history with Mario besides uh, Super Mario Land on the Game Boy. And that's pretty much it. And and Super Mario 3D World and Super Mario 3D Land on the 3DS and Wii U um, afterwards. But other than that, my Mario experience isn't that vast. So I've always known that this is a highly regarded game. And I also know that its sequel is also very highly regarded as well. But this is the first time I've played it. I've never really had too much of an interest in this game. Wrongly, I've always kind of put Mario down as being like a a kid's game. And I know that it is appreciated by a lot of children and that is the main kind of market for it. But I know that probably more people than children, um, probably more adults like Mario... um, because they grew up with him. So yeah, I, I don't have any experience with this game, never played it before. What about you? Um, so I was just going to say, based on the um, 
the difficulty of the Mario games that we've played so far, do you think um, this is this is a genuine question? Do you think kids would be able to complete them? Yeah, yeah. It it kind of falls into that category of games have got easier as we've got older, and as you know, and as any listeners that listened to the episode on Super Mario sixty four know, I really struggled with that game. And I think a lot of that game comes with muscle memory from when you're a child. I think that if you've not really played a Mario game before, you might struggle a little bit to kind of get to the to grips with it. But once you're there, you're fine. But going at it as a child, I don't really know. I'd say children could complete this game, maybe depending how young they are with a bit, bit of assistance. But yeah, I suppose it varies depending how much of a gamer the kid is. And if they get I just think towards and... the end of this game, there's there's a, there's a nice challenge there which I quite like, and especially if you're doing some of the um, what do they call them the, the the they're like the rogue speedster stars or something. Um, oh yeah, they, like the they, comets and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's what they are. Speedster comets, is it? And, something um, like that. There's a few you, different ones, aren't there? Yeah, they give you additional challenges, so you have to maybe complete a boss with one piece of health. Or speed run the level, yeah. or um, basically things like that, and they can be really quite nicely challenging, to be honest. Um, so there was one that I I did. It was on one of the later lava levels, and you had to go through the whole level with one piece of health. And obviously, there's no checkpoints in this game. So, um, oh, there's no checkpoints in that. There are checkpoints in the game, but there was no checkpoints in that. So if you failed, you were back to the beginning. So you kind of have to really get used to the level. And you just start over and over and over. Um, but that was fun, yeah. I think it's um good level. This is this is the thing with Mario games. They're they're easy. It's that, that old adage of being easy to play, difficult to master. And I think um, that applies here. Yeah, the, like, I'd, the speed I'd, I'd say so. It's, I mean, this, this game... Is, was a lot easier for me to pick up than Mario 64 was. Yeah. And I think that's probably just because it's a more recent game. But, I mean, you, you've played this game before, haven't you? Yeah, so I've completed this game before. Um, completed it on the Wii last time. Um, this time played it on the Switch, and I believe you did also. Yeah. Yeah, so um, actually I got more stars this time around. I think I got 77, 78. Whereas last time I think I got just over 60 and then... Um, completed the game um but it kept me going longer this time i did enjoy it i was just playing um in handheld watching something on the tv and just blasting through like that i had a lot of fun with it if you were to describe this game to someone that had never played this particular mario game and you were to give a back of the box description what would you say that this game is Interesting question. I think you'd say that it's this it's a platformer because that is what it is, obviously. But it's got quite a lot of I don't know if gimmicks is the right word, but it's it's a very aesthetically pleasing game, and we say that about every Nintendo game that we cover really. But me and you mentioned before we started recording that the aesthetic of this game pops and it's it's a very kind of aesthetically good looking game in the fact that it's very attractive to look at but in terms of the gameplay itself you'd say it's a platformer but with a twist 
and there are a lot of different physics aspects going on with this game and a lot of different control styles which I know wouldn't have been the case with the Wii um, but if you were selling this game to someone in 2007 when it came out who didn't have much experience of the Wii and they'd only use you know like a GameCube controller or an N64 controller in the past it's a real le leap forward for the series and I think since Mario Galaxy the series hasn't really looked back and I think you could say there was a a middle point with Mario Sunshine that it was between 64 and Galaxy and it did its own thing but from Galaxy it feels like other Mario games that have come out since then that I've played i.e. Mario World and Mario 3D Land uh, Mario 3D World sorry that this was a turning point for the series I don't think I've answered your question very well but I don't really know what I'd write on the back of this box because it's a very so complex game I, th I think the thing that makes this Mario game stand out from other Mario games is that you've got the universe at your feet and it's one of the only games that I can think of and I'm, I'm sure there are others that experiment with 3D gravity so you've got multiple planets to explore and each planet has its own field of gravity and you may do a triple jump and you can jump from one planet's gravitational pull to the other planet's gravitational pull and it does some really really interesting design things with this um, I think I get what you're saying I think to me this Mario Galaxy was the, the last truly and I'm probably gonna <laughs> wind some people up saying this probably the last truly experimental Mario game um, everything else has kind of been in a safer vein since then um, you've had Galaxy 2 obviously which is a sequel to Galaxy you've had 3D World I'm talking specifically about the 3D games um, 3D World which I think is a very safe game but a very good game and Odyssey which again harkens back to that uh, Mario 64, Mario Sunshine kind of formula yeah. um, so this was kind of a big step for Mario and I'm intrigued to know what that next big step is. Um, yeah, so that that's that's. Um, I remember before this game came out, I'd got the 360, and I remember looking at screenshots and videos for this game, looking longingly at them because this game looked amazing for the time. Um, we were sold this story that the Wii was this underpowered console, which it was. Uh, they said it was like two GameCube strapped together. That was the the power of the Wii. But this game looks so, so good. And I, and I would argue that it looks as good as any of the early games on the 360 or PS3. And it's probably held up better because of the art style. Um, so I just remember really wanting this game at the time. But I didn't play it for some years and played it and really enjoyed it. This is, this is probably my favourite 3D Mario game. I'm not the biggest Mario fan. I am a big Mario fan, I'd say, but I'm not the biggest. Um, I've played a lot of them, and this is my favourite that I've played. But to me, Zelda always comes first. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of um, <laughs> a long-winded introduction to this game. Um, I wanted to jump straight in with our Gameplay is King section, because this is a Mario game. It's all about the gameplay. Sure, um, yeah. 
Is the game fun to you? Yeah, it's got its frustrations, as do most games that we play. But overall, it's fun. It's easy to pick up. After about five minutes, you'll get kind of used to what it is you need to do. I think um, the fact that my first experience with this game was playing it on the console that it wasn't designed for kind of held me back a little bit with the overall enjoyment and how much fun I got out of it. But overall, there were some times where I found it to be a bit of a slog or a bit repetitive or a bit frustrating. But on the whole, if you'd say, is this game fun or is it not fun? I'd say, yeah, it's, it's a fun game. It's, it's a good time. Yeah. And, and the Switch port is kind of a game that was intended specifically for the Wii, um, ported to the Switch, and they've done as best they can to make it work within that structure. And it, for the most part, it really does work, but there are definitely some points where I agree with you, it doesn't quite... It's kind of like putting a round peg into a square hole yeah. or a square peg into, into a round hole. It just doesn't quite fit. Um so yeah, I definitely agree with you there. But yeah, for the most part, I'd say I had a blast playing it. It's just um, really easy to play. Um, nice level of challenge. Very different gameplay types in there. And it's just always so colourful. And the way, the words that kept coming to me when I was playing this game um, was two words, butter smooth. I feel like this game is butter smooth to play, to look at, to listen to everything about this game is slick and apart from the odd annoyances with the camera or the motion controls I feel like it's like that from start to finish and it's really impressive because you don't get many games that I would describe as butter smooth but this is I mean I I found it to be mostly smooth there were times though particularly when you're running on like a really small um, small little planet where you'd start running upside down and then for some reason your controls will just immediately invert. So like yeah. I'd still be holding down on the analog button and then for some reason Mario would start running in circles. And I remember it happening on the final fight with Bowser and me taking like two amounts of damage because of it. And I got really like, annoyed about it because it seemed like such, such a such a silly thing for, for to be in the game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think the cameras, the camera is something that at the time um, reviewers commented on. They said it was uh, it was almost perfect, but not quite perfect. Um, and I think that comes from just, I mean, having a camera do this much work. You don't have many games where your camera has to shift in literally all dimensions, yeah. all angles because of the gravity. And I think 99% of the time it knows what to do. But then there is that 1% of the time that you will encounter where yeah it's not quite smooth or fluid not not as frustrating on... as mario 64's camera i'll say that oh no nowhere near no i don't think anything could be could it no well i, d- I couldn't i couldn't finish that game because of the camera so yeah i, ma- I managed to finish this one <laughs> yeah i mean uh, that camera in a 3d space was really rudimentary and this is this is much more refined than that but yeah it does have its quirks and i think that just comes from the amount of places that they have to put the camera, the fact that the Wii didn't really have that many buttons, so controlling the camera isn't always an option in the game. It is sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the camera's kind of trying to adapt to what you do. And there was there was a couple of times in the Switch version, which I'm sure was not in the Wii version, where you'd end up running around in circles and you had to 
shifted the analog stick out of that to break out of it. I, I see. Don't know if you had that. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that was my issue. So that so that happened um, to me as well, but that that wasn't an issue with the Wii version. Um, okay. I, I don't remember that ever happening. I think that was just um, I don't know if it's a bug or something that was introduced in the Switch version. Um, so what was your favourite move to do in Super Mario Galaxy? Probably, I managed to get uh, the hang of jumping in this game, which sounds stupid, but I was really fighting with Mario in Mario 64 to kind of get the the long jumps, the backflips and stuff like that. I just couldn't do it. Whereas in this one, it took me about 10 minutes to get the hang of, but then I did. So I'd say the jumping probably was one of the biggest things I enjoyed because I was actually able to use the jumping to my advantage with traversal, which I hadn't been able to do in 64. Um, but other than that, I'd say I really like some of the um, some of the power-ups, particularly the ice one, where you could skate on water or on lava. I really like that one. I think there were some good power-ups in this game. It didn't feel yeah. like normal power-ups in a Mario game where you hit a box and then either a star comes out or the tanuki thing comes out. It was more like these power-ups are there to help advance the the level. They weren't there as bonuses, which is a shame because I really like that element of old Mario games like um, Super Mario Land on the Game Boy and all of the other ones. But no, I think there were some really good power-ups in this game, particularly, like I said, the ice skating one and maybe the B one as well because that was quite novel. How about you? Yeah, there's a lot of novel features in this game that really uh, give you that gameplay variety. Yeah. Um, and as we'll see, power-ups do make a return in some of the later games. Um, I think a lot of the power-up stuff was built specifically for this game to make it work and make it accessible to new players. But yeah, um, I my thing is the jumping, the triple jump, getting the triple jump and then you get that bit of rumble on the Switch controller. Yeah feels amazing satisfying like yeah I, I just don't think any game does jumping better than mario um it just feels so good it feels so fluid um so yeah it's always one of the first things i'll do whenever i put the game in was do the triple jump just for fun just because it's fun like how many games can you say that you just start jumping around because it's fun to do yeah yeah so, so i think it's a real merit uh, in this game's favor um okay now, I'll give you a very short time to, to give me the plot of this game. There is a star festival in what's what's Peach's Land called? Is it Toast? Uh, Mushroom Kingdom. Mushroom Kingdom. There's a star festival in Mushroom Kingdom. And then, you know, out of the blue, because it never happens, Bowser comes down and steals a princess. Uh, and that, that's, that's not, not what like happened Bowser. before. Yeah, it's very, very surprising that that occurs. Out of character. It is very out of character. I was shocked and appalled at the audacity of Bowser to do that because he's never done anything like that before. He comes down and steals Peach and then you've got to go and rescue her and you go up into space onto a platform that's... What's the, the ship called? The platform called? Something I can't remember. We'll call it the Space Platform Extreme. You go onto the, the platform. Space Platform Extreme... And meet Rosalina, who is travelling through space with her Lumas. They're like little star people. And you basically have to go through different worlds, different galaxies, earning enough stars until you can unlock the final stage where you fight Bowser, 
save the princess, and everything's great again. That's pretty much it, I'd say. It's very basic. Yeah, I think the only twist on the Mario formula here is Rosalina and the Loomers. And as you progress through the game, you unlock snippets of their story, which you can go and view in the library. And I really like it. It's a really nice, well done, um, kind of storybook style story with a nice soundtrack that goes along with it. You can imagine um, reading it to like children at bedtime, couldn't you? Yeah, it's great. And I mean, not any really... children, like m- mostly children that you know or that you're related to, or your children. Not <laughs> don't read it to random children; they won't appreciate it. So this isn't going to be some source material for you to take elsewhere. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a lovely, heartwarming little story. Yeah, and yeah, great, great for kids, and just, I mean, this just for me taps into the nostalgia of when I was a child and. Uh, just those stories, those kind of innocent little stories that you hear. Bedtime um, stories. Yeah. yeah. So I, I really like that aspect of it. That's yeah, the one thing that I think does a bit differently um, to other Mario games. But yeah, apart from that, it is par for the course Mario, except it's in space. So we talked about the graphics a bit. Um, as we said, they're very impressive. And especially in 720p on Switch handheld, and I think I think it's 1080p on Switch yes. docked. It looks lovely. It does. Look um, very it really nice. holds up. It really holds up nicely. Um, so yeah, lovely looking game. And what did you think of the soundtrack? Yeah, the soundtrack was brilliant. I think it was. You've probably got this noted down, but I, I think it was the first time um, a Mario game had used an orchestral soundtrack. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So before that, they used MIDI soundtracks. Sure. This is the first time they got to flex their orchestral muscles, and um, it really shows. It's a I think one of the amazing things about this game, um, and I watched it in Matthew Matosis' video as well because we usually like to watch his videos as we're a fan of his, and he just stops on a planet and listens to the music, and it was a it was a planet that was very isolated, and you got this kind of very subtle, almost sad soundtrack going on in the background. It's a very lonely feeling you get from playing this game sometimes because you've got the expanse of the universe. You've got Mario at the centre, tiny. You've got this very just deft soundtrack. And it's really quite special, I think, at times. Um, and you've got the lovely pieces that play when you're reading Rosalina's storybook. And yeah, it's, it's a very it's a very good soundtrack. Not Not... Not necessarily something I'd listen to outside of the game, but it just fully complements the game, I think. Especially the main theme. And w- would you say that this, this soundtrack is better than Mario 64's? Oh yeah, 100%. The, Mario 64's got some very famous music in it, like um, like TikTok Clock. Uh, I, I don't know any of the names, to be honest with you. Um, Bob on Battlefield. You've got- Jolly Roger Bay as well. That's the uh, yeah, really famous one. It's got some very famous music in Mario sixty four. However, I think that if you were to say the Mario music, the Mario music, the music in Mario sixty four is better than Galaxy, I think objectively that is incorrect. I can understand the love for Mario sixty four soundtrack, especially if you grew up with that game, but. You've gone from something that was really compressed to be on an N64 cartridge to something that was 
recorded by an orchestra to like a really, really impressive level that's been put onto a CD. And it's just, it's just better. I think Mario 64 has got very, very catchy soundtrack. Yeah. And it, there's a reason that it's stayed in memory. But I agree with you. I think the I think the soundtrack in uh, Mario Galaxy is more um, polished. It's a more polished soundtrack, but I wouldn't say it's as catchy. Um, I'd agree with I, that. I, I don't think I would remember random themes like I do from Mario 64. Um, and I've played it twice now, and I, I can think of a couple, but... I can think of probably about five or six from Mario 64. Sure. But yeah, I think in terms of the quality, I think it is better quality. Okay. And now we're going to move on to something a bit different. As it's Christmas, one of the things that we do in the UK at Christmas, apparently, (laughs) is the Christmas quiz. I have prepared a short six-question quiz for you. Okay. Um, Some of the questions will be Christmas-themed. Others will not. Do I need a pen and paper? No, you don't need okay. a pen and paper. It's just going to be, I throw you a question, you give me an answer. Right. I don't expect you to get all six. If you got all six, I'd be very surprised. Um, okay. They're probably moderately difficult. Um, so if you're listening at home, feel free to answer along. <laughs> if <laughs> See if how I many get all get. six, do I get your Xbox Series X? I was thinking about that earlier. I was thinking, if you got, if you got all six... I think I'd award you it just because <laughs> there are some tough ones in here. So uh, <laughs> if you got six, yeah, why not? Excellent. If I get six now, you're going to be really upset. Yeah, you've been doing some revision, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know what the questions are, but I've been <laughs> revising all of it. Video game history. That's it. Okay, question one. Um, I'd say this is a moderate one to begin with. So... What is the Resident Evil series known as in Japan? I've lost that Xbox, haven't I? (laughs) I think you'll know this when you you hear it. Probably. I've probably heard it. Uh, Silent Hill clone. Well, that is, in fact, incorrect. Uh, So the answer is Biohazard. Have you heard that? Yeah, I have. And Resident so, yeah. Evil 7 was called Biohazard, wasn't it? Or, or one of the Resident Evil games that came out in the West was given the like a tagline. Which one was it? Um, I don't know. Maybe. I don't think it was 7. 7 was just 7, I think. Maybe it was. I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, I haven't played 7 in a long time. But yeah, it could have been 7, actually. Um, yeah, so it's called... that it wasn't Silent Hill clone. It's not Silent Hill clone, Very surprising. unfortunately. So that is one point against you. This one is this next one's tough. Right. Um okay. This is a Christmas theme one. In which platforming game would you find the Christmas themed level Freeze Easy Peak? Donkey Kong Country? That is incorrect unfortunately, but you were on the right lines. It was another rare platformer. Any ideas? Banjo-Kazooie? Yes, uh, Banjo-Kazooie. Freeze easy peak. If you got that at home, very impressive. Okay. If you got both of those questions so far at home, you're two questions closer to getting a free Xbox Series X. 
yeah just to clarify if you if you if you're getting those questions right at home you don't win the xbox series x the audacity of it. because someone is going to get these questions right outrageous um okay in super smash bros melee what was mario's age stated to be 37 do you know what? Somewhere else he was stated to be 37, but in Super Smash Bros. Melee, you'd be surprised, he was stated to be 26. Wow. He looks bad for 26. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that running around and eating spaghetti and jumping on mushroom tails. I saw that plenty. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, so 26. Close. Okay, so you're <laughs> three down at the moment. Yeah. Okay. A Metal Gear Solid question for you. Okay. You're a fan of the series. I've got, I've got more of a chance of getting this. In the Metal Gear Solid series, which Hollywood actor reportedly inspired the design of Big Boss and Solidus Snake? Is it Sean Connery? It is Sean Connery. Yeah, I thought yes, so. Yes, indeed. Excellent. So I've got the, one. There we go. One correct. I was originally going to do um, you'll probably get this easily but what was the Dark Chief's name? Donald Anderson Yes, there you go but that's not one of them so That's, you that's, don't a, get a, that's that a bonus one. point that was, a, that was a bonus question yes. Okay, this one's a bit tough because it's very recent news In the UK in 2020 which video game has been announced as the Christmas number one? Video game has been announced as the Christmas number one yeah, they have a video game chart, which they do, oh, and there's that. always a Christmas number one. Well, it probably isn't it's Cyberpunk 2077. Can, can, I, not. can I ask a question? That yeah. might, so, when you say uh, which game is Christmas number one, obviously we know that the game of the year this year was The Last of Us Part 2. Is this yeah. a recent release game, or is this just a game that came out in 2020 that they say, "Yep, yeah, this is the best game of Christmas 2020"? No, so it's so it's like um, so it's like your your Christmas number one for for music, which is the thing that sells the most at Christmas in that month. Yeah, or that at that time. Um, so that so the game that has sold the most at that time this year is apparently Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh, really? Yeah, which surprised me as well because usually it's Call of Duty. So yeah, well, I was I was gonna go completely out of it and say Hades. I mean, um, this is the UK chart. I mean, the American chart might be very different sure. from this, but obviously, being in the UK, we're using UK stats. Quite okay. Which franchise uh, appeared in the first Traveler's Tale Lego game? It'd be Star Wars, wouldn't it? It would be Star Wars, and you get a bonus point if you can tell me the year. 2002. Close. 2003. It was 2004. Ah. Yeah, 2004. I love that game. So, great. out of six, you got two out of six. So With a bonus point. That was, that was all right, actually, because there were some tough questions in there. Yeah, that was, that was quite difficult. I'm pretty hot on my gaming knowledge and stuff, particularly with very niche things. But, yeah, that one... Uh, Looks like I'm not getting that Xbox for Christmas. No, four questions away. Shame, real shame. That that was fun. I mean, I I came up with those myself, and I thought I'd just um, just see, see them what in you, it's tried, Christmas. Yeah, and I I, I thought uh, I was going to try and get a Final Fantasy one in there, but I thought 
I don't want to do too many questions because who wants to listen to someone answering questions? For well, I don't know if you ever watched The Weakest Link. A lot of people. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, there's so many <laughs> game shows that have done it. On to our question of the week. So you may have seen that Nintendo recently unveiled and showed us around uh, Super Nintendo World in Universal Studios Japan. They had Shigeru Miyamoto walking around showing us aspects of it, and it looks really, really cool. Um, apparently they're now branching out. They're going to do one in um, the three Universal Studios in America and also one in Singapore, I think it is. Um, so it looks really, really cool. So the question of the week is, what other video games would lend themselves well to a video game ride or attraction? And how do you think that would work? A uh, N- Nintendo franchise or just anything? Any. Um, I think Resident Evil or Silent Hill would be a good ghost train or something like that. I'm not sure if it exists within the the new Nintendo thing. I've not seen anything about it, but F-Zero would be a really good roller coaster. Mario Kart would be an obvious one, but that's in the same kind of vein I as F-Zero. I think they've got um, a Mario Kart-themed ride at this this new one. Oh, uh, yeah, they must have. And you're in Bowser's Castle... Bowser's Castle when you go around in the, the carts and again it looks really cool um, yeah. my suggestion would be in the same vein as Ghost Train kind of thing um, Luigi's Mansion right so you've got Luigi's Mansion as your haunted house and it could be a roller coaster where you, you, you go around it like a ghost train but I thought it'd be cool to kind of have flashlights and maybe prop hoovers um and have some uh ar elements in there so that you're actually hoovering up ghosts because uh when i went to america they had a men in black ride where you had to zap aliens in that kind of way so um i think they could do a pretty good job of that so i thought that'd be quite a cool one to do yeah definitely so back to super mario galaxy now we've touched on the design a bit but generally speaking i just think it's a very well designed game but did the critics get it right with this game? Yeah, you said you it's think? what, position number five? Position five on the list with a score of 97. And is this the highest rated Mario game on the list or is that Odyssey or something? Uh, this is the highest rated one. It pips uh, Mario Galaxy 2 to the post by a couple of entries maybe. Okay. I'd say yeah, It does. It the, the critics did get it right. It deserves to be on this list. It's It's a pretty special game. It's not a game that's made for me, and as always, that's fine because it's just opinion. But I'd say that it definitely has its place within the top 100. And I'll say the same as what I say when we play the Zelda games, and that I'll be interested to see how I'd place them after we've played all of them, because I think that will tell the strongest tale. But overall, it's it's a really strong game. There are problems with it, as we've said, with some of the controls, with the camera and the the physics but overall i think it deserves to be here i don't know if i put it at number five but it's definitely earned its place within within the top 10 i'd say quite comfortably how about you yeah i think it deserves to be on the list um i mean i think a lot of the issues that we ran into are not as big issues on the wii version um and obviously that was the console it was designed for. 
So that's something to consider as well. Sometimes I think playing a, ga playing a game with the original controller it's intended for does make a difference, and I think in this case it does. Um, but then you get the advantages on the Switch of having it look slightly better with the improved graphics and that. Um, I think... I'd, I'd, I wouldn't personally place it at number five. I think it would fall down a bit. Um, but then I'm not the hugest Mario fan that my top ten would be filled with Mario games. I think there are other things that would be there instead. But it would still rank highly. And I do think, actually... It's funny because here, the ranking of number five best game ever and the score of 97% kind of jar with me because actually I do think it deserves around 97%. I mean, it's hard to ever quantify things with a number that way, but I think it's close to being perfect. It's not perfect. There are issues with it. Um, so it would drop down some percentage points for that. But I think that's more accurate than placing it at number five. I think maybe number 15 or something, it would drop down maybe 10 points. Yeah. Um, but again, again, we'd have to see how I'm feeling once we've played. I mean, I've played most of the Mario games on this list, but I've not played uh, Mario Galaxy 2. I'm really looking forward to playing that. And by many avid Mario fans, that is considered to be the better game. So I'm really intrigued by that. Yoshi's um, in that one, isn't he? Yeah, I think you've got four characters maybe that you can play as. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that one. So yeah, it's 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 probably a bit too high for me, but it it definitely deserves to be there. Again, it's a, it's a butter smooth game. I think if you're thinking about picking it up on the Switch, be aware that there are some minor issues with the Switch version, but you can't go much wrong because if you're a fan of these types of games, you got to be a fan of these types of games if you want to play it. Because otherwise, you're not going to enjoy it, are you? Um, if you're a fan probably, of these types of games probably caveat that as well saying if you do want to pick this up on switch then you might want to get a rig on because they're discontinuing it in march 2021 aren't they so yeah i've got a feeling they're going to release them as standalone titles after that on the uh digital store part of me thinks they will uh, but part of me thinks that they won't because nintendo are weird sometimes and things yeah. that are like oh that'll make loads of money they're just not interested in and i, I don't yeah, really so understand this... the way that nintendo works a lot of the time yeah, I mean, stuff with like the Nintendo Classic and the Super Nintendo Classic, I don't know why they were limited releases considering lots of people wanted them and couldn't end up getting them. It's like they had they were printing money, but they didn't want to print money. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I mean, with this one, we'll have to see what happens, but this at the very least, it'll be the last time that you can buy it in this form with Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, um, together, boxed together. So, I think, um, yeah, if you want to get it in that way, then yeah, you've got to get it before March. But I, I, have, a, I have a feeling it's going to come out digitally, but don't quote me. We'll see. Yeah, okay. Um, so, it's the end of 2020. We have made it through many games. What number is this on our... This will How be... many games have we done now? Uh, this will probably be our 33 second or 33rd episode because wow. we did red dead redemption 2 into two parts and we also did a little recap episode as well after the t uh, yeah. 10 games but this i believe is our 30th game that we've done so we're around or not not far off a third of the way through the list yeah that's pretty right. pretty i mean 
yeah, it's been slow, but it's pretty impressive that we've made it through that many as well. well yeah, we, we, we mentioned it uh, last week or the week before that we started doing this in February. So that's only, what, 10, 10 months ago? Ten, yeah, ten, yeah, it's 10 months ago, isn't it? Um, and I mean, I think you'd probably agree, and I imagine a lot of our listeners would agree, that 2020 has been... A dumpster fire of a year it's been hellacious it's been awful it's, it's yeah. been a really awful year and i think a lot of people are going to be very happy to see the back of it because it's it's just been relentless and do you remember when we all thought that 2016 was a bad year when all those celebrities died and we're like, oh, i couldn't ever get worse than that and then <laughs> it's just uh you know, from the coronavirus to everything that went on with the American election to lockdowns to everything, it's been horrendous. But I think for for me, and I mean, I won't speak for you, but I imagine it's quite similar that doing this podcast has been a nice little distraction and yeah. a nice little project to have to focus on because it it has been difficult. And I think to have something like this for us to make has been a real big help for me and hopefully for for anyone listening as well that us talking rubbish for 45 minutes to sometimes two hours on sometimes quite literally rubbish yeah quite literally rubbish but hopefully that has been you know a, a bit of a distraction for you and a bit of a release because you know we really enjoy making these and i think it's important to say that whoever you are you're welcome here and you're welcome to listen to us talk drivel because that's what we yeah. do best. Yeah. But if yeah. you get something out of the episodes, then great. That's brilliant. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if when we always announce the games that we do the week before, if you ever want to play along with us, then we definitely suggest doing so because then you'll have more yeah. of a, a feeling of the rubbish that we talk of when we do these episodes. Um, yeah. And you may not agree with our rubbish that we're spouting. No. <laughs> you may have your own opinions. Quite. But yeah, I, I I just wanted to say thank you for listening in 2020. And yeah, I think indeed. Here's to 2021 being better, and to the next fingers crossed 30 games that we're gonna do, and beyond that. But yeah, shall I go into what we might be doing next time? Yeah. So we we haven't decided on a date yet, have we? That we're gonna be doing the next full episode. Did you have a look at dates? Um, no. No. That's fine. So it'll, it'll be um, with, probably within the first two weeks. It'll be a th- January. It'll be a Thursday, um, at some point. Yes, early January. We're hoping to be back, and it's my choice next time. As Dan chose Super Mario Galaxy, so as I did with, I can't remember what game it was that I threw it over to. Should you we to. say the fourteenth? Fourteenth of January. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. That's fine. So our next full episode will be on the fourteenth of January. We might do a little small episode in between that time just to kind of recap everything we've done so far. But the next game that we're going to do, I'll let you take a choice, one of two. So I'm going to throw either Minecraft at you because we've discussed that a couple of times and, you know, it's quite easy going. Or I was looking at the list earlier and another game that we can play on the Switch in the background and it's apparently very good, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. So make a choice out of those two. Um, now I'm I'm gonna go with Minecraft at the moment just because 
I think we've mentioned it a few times on the channel and we've said that it was coming up. Yeah. But we've never actually done it. So at some point we've got to deliver on that. So, and, and I'm looking forward to playing Will of the Wisps down the line, so it's nothing against that. Um, but yeah, I think we, we should probably get Minecraft on the on the books. Okay, that's fine. So the 14th of January then we'll be releasing our episode at 6pm Greenwich Mean Time and we'll be covering Minecraft. So it should be an interesting episode as it's such a interesting game and such a highly yeah. rated game. So yeah. I hope that you can join us for that. Um, anything else from you before we sign off? We hope that whoever you are, whatever you're doing, um, you have a fantastic festive period and just stay safe and, yeah, in enjoy yourselves. Make the best of it. Yeah, definitely. I think everyone's earned it this year to have an enjoyable Christmas and it's not going to be, well, Christmas or whatever you celebrate and it's not going to be the same as it always is for other years but make the most of it and there's plenty of time for celebration in 2021 where you can go around licking lampposts and coughing directly into each other's mouths again because that's what we all miss. But yeah. Maybe a bit sneaky. <laughs> So thank you for joining us in 2020. We look forward to seeing you in 2021. And as Dan said, in the meantime, enjoy the next few weeks and remember to stay safe. Cheerio. Yeah. See you in the new year. <laughs>